It's interesting how everybody faces their own custom awakening experience, challenges and fears. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about this and the relationship that we have with uh, the world which has changed. It struck me that um, to have a relationship, you share something in common, something uh, substantial in common with whatever you have a relationship with or whomever you have a relationship with. And that changed when we shifted from what we were positive was a linear reality into a multidimensional reality. So we moved from a reality where that was, that's earth and these people are these people and that's the way it is and we move linearly through it together and uh, make the most of it. So it was an outside focus um, relationship. That changed when we realized that our earth is different, the people are different versions, and that can get complicated with um, a whole lot of perspectives about that. Now, in this current state, what do we have in common with the, with the outside world? We used to share a reality, one reality, with others. We used to share a, uh, a paradigm, essentially. We used to think similarly, although many of us, I would say all of the starseeds for sure, were not comfortable in, in that system. We were always challenged to try to fit in to make it work. And um, many of us were blaming ourselves in some way for not fitting in. Think about the people who are depressed or have anxiety or uh, operated more clumsily, if that's the right word. We were more clumsy in a reality that stressed us out because stress brings those uh, experiences that, are, that feel clumsy. They're um, hiccups and things like that challenges, unnecessary. Life was just wasn't as smooth as one who was in harmony with it. We weren't in harmony with it. We were pushing to get out of it, knowingly or unknowingly, mostly unknowing. So in this new reality, we don't have a reality in common with others. We don't have, um, we don't have really anything substantial in common with others to build a relationship. Not even with the world, not with uh, people, not with anything, because there's many versions of these things. So we're not trying to establish a relationship with it anymore because it's fleeting in a sense. It only lasts as long as we're in it, as we're connected to it. And we're constantly moving, we're flowing through parallel versions of it all the time. So this means our relationship is doing a 180 degree turn and going within because that's what we have in common with reality is the source of it and that's us.
you, me, all of us individually. So now the frequency you hold within is the version of reality you experience without, which means you're coming into harmony within in order to experience harmony outside of yourself without. And this is a huge shift. It's a huge paradigm shift. If I want to have a relationship with the people in my reality, we're not going to get dive into the ideas of uh, them being projections or custom versions in my bubble, custom universes. We're just trying to keep it simple. But ultimately, the relationship is with me. This is... This also speaks to why we would need to love the self first in order to experience that within our reality. Everything comes down to harmony within. Last night, you know, it hit me because over the last day and a half, I was hit with uh, just unique triggers that we get hit with in these shifts. And I typically, like some of you, maybe all of you, I get hit early and then it seems to roll out so before that I was you know feeling very balanced and steady and I'm, I'm balanced and steady but um, facing sort of emotional complexities things like that everybody's custom and and that's quite interesting but anyway last night I had to ask myself again and I almost did a recording because it was one of those times where I had to ask myself after revisiting the facts. I'm not on the planet I used to be on. My relationships obviously have all caved in because that reality and those individuals in my life where relationships uh, were grown or developed, they're all different. And so when you look at that and you realize, well, holy shit, I mean, just how much do the star, do the star seeds um, how much resilience and, and sort of stability does a starseed have to have everything change on them? And then, it, you know, it struck me, I mean, all of these things are different. Am I dead? I must be dead. But then I have to come back to the understanding that reality is multidimensional and to move from one obvious timeline to another obviously different timeline. I guess I should say it that way. I have died to a timeline. So it, yes, it's a death, but I don't want to lighten the fact for this because it really is a death. <clears throat> but it's even more unique because it's a death without dying. But here's a new reality, and I'm meant to bridge a relationship between me and a new reality, a new paradigm. How do I do that when everything in that reality, in this experience, is in constant change? Every person, the earth, the way everything operates, the way industries operate. It's puzzling to see old shows like Kids in the Hall and to see that the same comedy exists in this reality as was in the reality I was in, how did it develop? Seemingly linearly, although some of the episodes are changed or different, I'm sure, I know they change all the time in different uh, TV series that I'll rewatch, Twilight Zone being one of them. 
and the new episodes will be there and some will be missing. But how did it develop that way? How did history, even though we know it's fake, it's been faked and written by the conquerors, through the ages, how did, uh, how did the dates stay the same, assuming they're the same, the Christopher Columbus, the Vikings, um, the, you know, the migration around the planet, how did that stay the same when you know, Africa is twice as close as it used to be to America, or the top of Africa is closer to um, Europe, to Italy, um, that Australia is closer to Indonesia. How, how, how did that, or did it? And I just, we don't see the impact. Or the history we remember is the one we took on. Also, the history we remember is, is stuff that we didn't take on. It's from a previous reality. But I think the important thing the con that I came to the conclusion or the, the focus of thought was this understanding of relationships. And this is what I had to ask myself. How, how do I have a relationship in a reality that is constantly changing? I mean, it's not like you're in a relationship with a person that is evolving. It's that person, but they grow, they have experience, and they, they change. Um, although <clears throat> they change, but, but not as drastically as we have seen in this reality shift because our consciousness changed so much. The electromagnetic frequency of Earth changed enough to allow us to rise up in frequency of consciousness. Our toroidal field was given room to breathe, essentially to expand, when the Earth's toroidal field began to rotate. Um, you know, I think it's clockwise. The North Pole began to wander. <clears throat> the sun began to change, invert its fields, and in the heliosphere. So its magnetic field began to invert, go switch around, kind of like ours. Well, it's mirroring ours. We're mirroring, mirroring it. So a big shift, but so we've come from an understanding of reality being sort of relatively I don't want to say static because it's not static, but relatively stable to one that reflects who we are within and coming from a, a state of being and awareness that that's something that we can drastically change. Once you break through the, the limiting variables, the limiting factors of awareness such as belief and the way you think and then even the way you feel, keeping yourself out of um, long triggers. In other words, you trigger, but you come back to balance. You face things that are scary, but then you realize that this is a reflection of energy that was projected in the past, coming back to see if you want to feed it with your focus of attention in a, more, in a fearful way to continue to learn and fear or to face it with courage and faith and step into the unknown and allow it to solve itself and ha you know just essentially having faith and knowing everything will be okay until it's all balanced out but again the key here is bridging a reality bridging bridging a relationship with the outside world and that's when I understood it's no longer with the outside world it has to be with the inside it cannot be with the outside the outside we know is just a reflection of the inside but more importantly we're coming into a higher understanding that the people in our lives, the things that the things that happen in our lives, but the people in our lives and the 
the things that happen between us and them, the relationships, the fears, the worries, the love, the, the anger, all of these, all of this uh, emotional energy between us and others, no longer, it's no longer understood or believed that we have to solve the complex problems. In other words, this isn't about getting lost in trying to control others or being lost in the concern of an outcome in a relationship, uh, you know, a fight or, or anything like that, or losing somebody. This is about us understanding that if we don't go and put our focus of attention on the fearful stuff, it solves itself. That the best outcome is the best outcome. And then we're no longer also, if we lose a relationship, we're no longer in the same kind of mourning or self-blame or doubt we realize it's for the best and we let it go faster. This is coming more into mastery, going with the flow. So the relationship is now within, it's coming into a more balanced state of being, recognizing there's no point in getting angry for a long period of time. And eventually, hopefully the anger just goes away and it can, and it does go away. Uh, it's left maybe with disappointment or a period of acceptance, but the intensities fade and the duration fades. So then I had to ask myself, can a relationship be built here? Can a relationship be built in this reality? Uh, you have a whole lot of people asleep. You have a whole lot of corruption, a whole lot of changes going on and a lot of tired star seeds and, uh, and, and awake star seeds that are no longer caught up in the illusion. In other words, what existed is no longer fulfilling. I mean, the ego drove a lot of things, survival mentality, you know, trying to get ahead, even if it was for the sake of getting out of the system, whatever it was, we were very much affected by collective, a collective, a sleepy collective. We weren't free. We weren't aware enough to break free. Can we have a relationship with that? And the answer is unequivocally, no, you cannot have a relationship with something in which you have nothing in common of some level that is substantial in a human nature way. Yes, we are biological beings on a planet and we share a playground, but that doesn't mean we're gonna play together. You have to have something in common with whom you're gonna play with. And if they're lost in one story and you're in another story, then there's nothing in common. There's nothing to be shared, in which case it tells me we won't be in the same story. I've discussed this a long time ago about diverging and frequencies becoming discordant out of harmony, out of spectrum, two flashlights facing each other that uh, eventually no longer point at each other because one is moving further up in frequency and the other one is moving further down in frequency because what's at play here is essentially spinning everything faster. The negative is getting more negative and the positive is getting more positive and then there's a split. That doesn't mean the physical body is necessarily split, but it means consciousness. Consciousness is where it is meant to be. It's, it was described to me and I haven't given it enough thought. I was watching the, uh, I can never remember the name of the channel, but the guy that talks about magnets and he discusses consciousness as well as, uh, a radio signal 
and the, the human being is the radio and we tune it in but then I, I had to think hard on this for a bit then I thought man I just I can't keep going down all these rabbit holes but essentially you know I think it's a beautiful system once I understand it I think it's a beautiful uh, moving um, elegant flowing system I think reality is that but we're seeing it from a linear perspective so it's clunky and it's you know it's like it's like quantum mechanics trying to put invisible uh, particles virtual particles together and fucking dark matter and rolling marbles in space and all this bullshit that doesn't exist it's all frequency it's all the ether perturbations of the ether also learned by through the uh, the magnet guy but you know, helping put uh, metaphysics into into physics, into something that is, you know, more scientific. So, yeah, the radio station. So you have a radio, you have a signal, the ether, and then you have a radio, that's us. And so we automatically, we automatically torque the ether. We automatically are the physical body is that creation. It's it's torqued. I mean, we could. I don't want to get into all the minutia of this, but essentially, you're in a body that is a product of the ether, and you have a tuner in there that is tuning in the consciousness on some frequency of the ether, depending on where your level of awareness is, and that is allowing you to have the self-awareness and the interaction with reality, and then where you put the focus of your consciousness, where you put your focus your laser like focus essentially or scattered coherent or incoherent focus of energy um, this is what you begin to call from the ether you create perturbations complicated patterns and, and you know it comes back to fractal and holographic come bringing the energy into a holographic fractal it is, it's, you know, it's a beautiful system. I'm probably going too far off topic here, but essentially when I was trying to get a visual of what this, what is this like? I mean, if, what if there's an infinite versions of you? Because it was other versions of me, different bone structures, different, uh, different tastes, you know, different, different versions of me, absolutely different versions of me, physically, mentally, and emotionally different. And I don't mean in a linear changing way, I mean different. And so where are they? You know, we're merging these aspects together. We're merging the consciousness from these aspects, essentially shutting down, I suspect, 26,000 year period. As it wound up and expanded, it's now coming back together into um, the higher self. The higher self being all aspects, merging back together. And I believe that we are, all of these aspects are merging together into, into different groups then then the groups merge together as well and then everything into the higher self and so the higher self is whole that that's the higher self the whole and this is where we're headed to and i believe we're very close to that but it obviously required leaving balancing healing leaving everything behind leaving the drama behind pulling all the anchors up and moving into the self it comes back to the idea of having a relationship with the self.
Knowing the self, obviously, we've heard that is to know spirit or God. But knowing the self means you can love the self because you can't love what you don't know, which is always mind-blowing for me when people talk about they love God, you know, through religion when they don't have a relationship with God other than to be fearful of God. So we are merging aspects, which are slices of ourself, of our higher self, back together, however that's happening, into the whole. It's happening now, and it's that whole that is going to be in demand and called to work as these changes happen. These changes being the upset, the inverting of polarities, the parting of frequencies of consciousness that can no longer share space. And it has to, because you can't have a relationship. You can't have a group of people going within and a group of people going without and share in the same reality space. The within is a much bigger um, focus of consciousness. It's a higher self. It's moving towards higher self. And the without is the fracturing. It's the breaking down into into more slices of the self. Also, it's the artificial intelligence face in the phone self, uh, rules and fear and you know external reality, moving away from the inner knowingness of the self versus the, the life slash quantum slash etheric uh, source self, the one that is in harmony, unity, entangled, entrained with the whole moving in the direction of unity in our differences, but unity in faith and love and inner truth. We cannot share space. There can be masters that come in to deliver insight and lead by example, but they don't last long. The nature of the physics of consciousness, they become attacked. The others are scared of the master. They don't want the changes. Change is not safe. Safe is what the collective has been pursuing. Communism, protected because they've lost all sense of self. It's really interesting. I don't know, I was gonna talk about that too. They break themselves down into, into so much fear that there's nothing left. And there's always something else to fear. And it just self-destructs. From what I understand, there's supposed to be many people waking up, but I don't think it's them waking up. I think it's, them taking on a new consciousness. There was a question that was asked, and I didn't talk about it yet, but you know, for all the souls that wanted to come in here to experience the earth, that wait in line to come here to do whatever it is they want to do, why would we have a world full of drones that uh, are throwing that opportunity away? And my response is that this is a very pinnacle, a very major point in, in, huma in the evolution of humanity uh, for those who are waking up. And this is, it makes me think that even more so that this is a very custom experience. It's as though those who were ready to awaken were pulled out of the old reality, set into custom, a very custom reality with a whole lot of walk, you know, fill-ins, background people, and crazy systems, an incredible amount of corruption, and, and essentially the destruction from the inside out of our systems, of culture, of our reality. There's more to it, and I should be reading the comments, but essentially, once the drone hive mind has moved into, consciously into wherever it is that they're going, then the souls come in, the awakened beings come in to carry forward. 
and it, it is complex because it feels like we've moved into darker and darker and darker timelines. And I, I had to wonder, is, are we going after the aspects of ourselves that went deeper and darker? And so we're balancing them out and we have to go into the deepest, darkest before we come out. And of course we would have to do it that way or it would be super shocking to start at the darkest and work your way to the light. We would start at wherever we were and work our way into the darkness, balancing everything as we could, participating in the sense of bringing the vibe up in all of those timelines because we're bringing a high frequency energy into them and pulling the aspects of ourselves back together as we balance them because this is the nature of purging. You take on a, an aspect of yourself that is close enough in frequency, but then you need to balance it out. It's like me meeting another me in another timeline that is darker, and that other me is in more fear, more resistance, less awareness, but we finally touch frequency on some level. It's like the two flashlights that don't see each other, but eventually the edges begin to cross paths like an eclipse, and there's enough frequency there to merge in but we need to balance it out at that point. And then once that's balanced out, which is that contraction of, uh, or the release of low frequency of fear, and then the expansion, because you've merged an aspect of yourself together. Now we don't need to know all of this stuff now we've been doing it, it's automatic. But again, coming full circle again, it's such a big picture. There's a lot of pieces, a lot of moving pieces and and now that I'm at that understanding that you can't have a relationship with something on the outside, if it's a projection of the inside, that's one, but not just a projection of the inside, but something that's constantly changing and isn't responding to what you say so much as what you feel. It's responding to your inner truth. In other words, you're in the office, you're with a coworker and you're uncomfortable, there's a bit of an argument or something, or jealousy in the office, or you're a light worker and they're a drone and they just don't like you because they follow the rules and you follow truth. They follow the rules no matter how stupid they are. So you're trying to keep the peace, you, you, you're trying to bridge the gap. Uh, so you say and do things, but you still feel essentially the discomfort and the fear and the, you know, all that sort of stuff. That's the one to kind of a relationship. But now it would be that you wouldn't say and do things to try to bridge the gap. You would simply take yourself into a feeling of being in harmony and relaxed. Essentially, you don't give a shit about the rest of it. You just come into balance with it. And then the outside balances itself. Either that person fades from your reality or that person vibes up to become part of the harmony of your experience. We can't have a relationship the way we used to. And we can't have a relationship with the, with pe people or drones that won't wake up or can't wake up. So they won't be staying or we won't be staying because there's no way to make this work. How do you make it work? The only way that this works, the only reason it is here currently is for us to come into the higher level of awareness, understanding, inner harmony, to heal and release it all, to release the attachment of, of it all, the guilt, the self-blame, self-worth issues, and to come into confidence and faith, stability within, because it's all part of the awakening process. It's taking us within. 
I'm repeating myself here, but maybe with a few extras on the side for clarity or color, but either way, whatever is coming has to change everything. There's apparently a lot of uh, protests or gatherings of people on March the 20th around the globe, different countries, including Canada. The people are rising up, and that means the darkness is going to get darker. It's going to go further into fear of survival mentality and try to control everything, and that's going to cause a reflection of the light rising further. Because as the dark gets darker, the light gets lighter, and the more we diverge. Whatever is coming is such that the darkness is removing itself. It has no choice. Those in that hive mentality, those in the controlling old system, who do not come into integrity, who do not step into the light, will self-destruct in our timelines. They will own their own timelines. This isn't about punishment. It's about choosing your reality. So you can certainly bet on one thing. I know we think about, you know, is it really happening behind the scenes? Do we really have an alliance of intelligence called Q? Do we really have an alliance of nations behind that intelligence? Do we really have a military being controlled somehow by the good guys? I don't know what the details are, but you can bet on one thing. Whatever is happening, the light is rising through the darkness and the darkness is falling to the side. Whether we see it or not, it's the physics of consciousness. It has to be happening. One way or the other, we're diverging and we're leaving this behind. It can't operate any other way. Are we dead or not? We are definitely dead to the other timelines and had we not been in an ascension, we would be pushing up daisies and waiting to come back in, I suppose, although I really wouldn't want to come back in any time soon that I'm aware of. It's very, uh, I believe that the star seeds are just here to raise the frequency enough for the drones, enough drones to wake up, and as they wake up, they wake up more drones. It's just, again, the physics of consciousness, the physics of light. The more that wake up, the more will wake up. It moves faster and faster, but then those who can't wake up, they will get darker faster and faster. Whatever we're here to do has to do with the, the drones, either, you know, their consciousness moving on and filling up with walk-ins who are ready to learn what the hell's going on. Whatever it is we're going to hear and find out is going to be so shocking. We're going to learn, you know, essentially that everything we know is wrong and we've been kept as, as slaves for a very long time based on what we believe to be true. Once we realize it's all not true, everything, even the science, quantum mechanics, complete and total bullshit. The education system for kids is complete and total fucking indoctrination into a slave system. The idea that you need to force people to, to work or not, whatever, you know what I mean? Just it's all bullshit. The medical is bullshit. The technology is there to heal people. The way reality works is bullshit. The way psychology works is bullshit. I can talk about all of it. I'm not a psychologist. I've studied a little bit. I can talk about all of it, and so can you. And this is why you'll be in demand, because you know it's bullshit. You know how things should work. You follow inner passion. You have a society that follows its passion. You facilitate the following of the passion from childhood, so you're not kicking your class, your kid into an indoctrinating classroom in an institution with, you know, where there's bullies and survival mentality and shit like that. You know, children who are abused, some that are gifted and creating a nightmare future doing that. But you're creating some, you know, the, the best of the best doing 
allowing kids to follow their passion. Some will be doctors, some will be, I don't know, lawyers, some will be carpenters, some will be plumbers. It just depends what people want to do. There was a city, I think it was in Canada, it was a test where everybody could have welfare if they wanted it. And it became the most productive city in Canada with the least amount of sickness. Healthcare costs went down to nothing. Stress was gone. People could follow their passion. They could open a little business but still have enough to live and eat. And uh, and obviously it would be very productive. I don't know what happened to it. You can look it up. I didn't look it up for this. It just came up in my mind now. But when you have a globe that is ready to work towards the future of everybody, that isn't afraid, that isn't, you know, divide and conquer, things can be quite beautiful. More like a Star Trek future, but the Star Trek future was a little bit of bullshit with fighting aliens. You're not going to have aliens fight to fight with unless you're in that frequency of fighting. If we're not in that frequency, they're not going to find you. Just as we don't find aliens or ETs, that are of higher frequency if they don't want to be seen. They'd have to drop frequency of consciousness. When the walk-ins come, it just means they're going to have a very open mind. They're not going to be in fear of us. It means we would be in harmony with their frequency, supported, trusted. That's when we're going to be ready to do what we do. I'm sure more will be revealed that needs to be revealed through all of this, but at some point, and it's not far off, a relationship will develop because it can the right variables will be on the table. The outside world will be a reflection of an inner harmony world, and that's when things will begin to stabilize and settle back down. The Mandela effects are just a reflection of big jumps towards harmony within. They're big jumps away from the darker uh, states of being. It's a lot of shifting. It's a reflection of the toroidal field of Earth shifting a lot making room for more timeline jumping in a sense, more higher frequencies of awareness. That will settle down. It has to settle down. It's the, freq- it's the physics of consciousness once again. We will always continue to expand and rise up in frequency, but this is a big jump. We're moving from one paradigm to another. We're diverging different frequencies of consciousness where it needs to go, whatever school it needs to be in. And we will settle down as we move forward and we won't have to merge aspects of ourselves because we'll be all of them in harmony with ourselves and so things will get better and like everything it'll be big jumps whatever's coming up will be a big shift and we'll be ready for it because we seem to get ready push against let's say the ceiling and then there's a big electromagnetic field shift frequency shift of the the earth and we're able to take a big leap forward so i expect this sort of these big leaps forward that allow us to catch up with our potential. And if you're in a state of feeling as though you've you've come to the end, you're, you're sort of here but not here, you're not trying to salvage anything anymore, you're not trying to hold on to anything anymore, you're not in panic and you're not in fear and the politics is just noise, it's um, something that you know is about to all change then I believe we're at that stage where the outside has to reflect that. And there can't be a huge delay in that because it wouldn't be conducive. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be supporting us then, would it? It would be hindering our progress at that point. When we're ready, when the student is ready, the teacher shows up. We're just catching up with a frequency of consciousness that is now aware of how reality works. That's all.
The reality we were in was linear and the people were the people and we were who we were and reality worked in a certain way and we had relationships with the outside world. Not realizing that we were actually pulling the puppet strings, essentially. Mired in a collective attitude, trying to fit in. Things were very stable. The collective kept everybody down. The collective essentially kept everybody within a frequency of consciousness. Those who tried to step out, suffer from depression and anxiety, needed medication, they were sick, they were the problem, they were the outliers, they were what was wrong. They were pushing against the system. When it all broke, when those people woke up, when we woke up, the star seeds that came in with whatever it was that we needed to wake up, because whatever's coming into this frequency of consciousness has to dumb down enough to be in it, we had or brought something that would trigger us to wake up. We brought in the, you know, a high enough level of consciousness that life would be rough enough that we would eventually have to wake up, like the Eckhart Tolle or Tolle moment where everything shattered from extreme stress. Then we see that everything changed. The people changed, reality changed, earth changed, we changed. Nothing was stable anymore. And then we began to realize that we were experiencing a reflection of a frequency of consciousness, that as our frequency of consciousness began to become more aware, we saw changes in the outside world. We saw Mandela effect changes. We experienced reality shifts. We recognized physical differences in ourselves and in others, maybe even more differences, profound differences. And there was no way to have a relationship with something that wouldn't stay that would, I mean, how do you have a relationship with something that is constantly changing, that thinks differently, that operates differently, that isn't really there, that's asleep? How do you have a relationship with somebody who's asleep? You don't. It's a two-way street. You have to enhance each other's lives or you're in a dysfunctional relationship. We're too awake for that. We know that that's not the kind of relationship we need anymore. We don't need karma. We don't need soul plans to keep us in experiences to learn things through loss and fear, and worry and anxiety. We already woke up. Now we need to learn or experience the higher frequency things, the joy, the love, the laughter, the harmony, the wisdom, the intuition, the integrity, the truth. We don't need the other stuff anymore. So we graduated and because we graduated, we no longer share the classroom with those who didn't graduate or those who aren't ready to graduate, whatever the case is. So bridging or having a relationship required a complete paradigm shift of going within to have a relationship with the self in order to bring the self into harmony, in order to stabilize the self within, to take on the new paradigm of higher awareness so that outside is a reflection of that, which it used to be, but we weren't awake, but it's a reflection of an awake being who then sits in an environment that's stable enough to have a relationship with, to grow with, to share with, to enhance, be enhanced, to love, be loved, to expand and work together, to develop intuition together, to have things in common again. And that's where we're at. So, and I did this recording because I'm wondering <laughs> to myself, how do I 
have a relationship with this world, with these people. Very quickly, I realized I don't. We just don't. We must have the relationship with ourselves first. Because that's where it stems from. That's where it's all coming from. Once you're aware of something, like the guy in the boat that I spoke about before, choose wisdom, power, money, religion, spirituality, whatever you choose, you walk that path. You can't walk a path until you've chosen. Well, it's the same idea. We have to become aware of it for it to become something. You have to be aware of something to have a focus of consciousness or attention on it. Once you realize you cannot have a relationship with something you have nothing in common with in a substantial way to where there's, it enhances your life and you enhance its life and you grow together. You can't grow apart, obviously, or there's no relationship. You must grow together. Once you're aware of that, then that can develop. The focus of consciousness then releases the anchor to all of the negativity, the self-judgment, the self-worth, how do I do it, when will it happen, all of that crap, and it steps into a complete knowingness that it has to, the outside world absolutely has to change. And it will absolutely reflect who we are within, but it's a catch-22. So we know it, we're aware of it. So then you can let go of those relationships. You can lie to yourself and pretend, but there's no, absolutely no way you'll be able to maintain those relationships. Once you do, then whatever, whatever signal is in those people that are not going to wake up, it stays in its own reality. It, the new shell or being would take on a new frequency, a walk-in. And then you can have a relationship with that. So uh, it's not that you can't have a relationship with the people in your life. You just can't have a relationship with the one that isn't awake. Not really. And in order to make this transition, you have to let go of the one that is not awake. And the only thing you need to do for that is not to be afraid of letting it go. Because you're just letting go of an aspect of them. If we're not afraid to walk away, if we're not afraid to leave, everything will solve itself. If people do leave permanently, it's because it's, it needs to be. You're not losing anything. You're not to blame. There's nothing to worry about. I don't think anybody out there feels that. I don't think any of us feel guilt. I think we've, this has been going on long enough that we don't feel guilt. We feel like we need this liberation. We're holding the door open for others. They'll wake up or they won't. There's nothing we can do. This is not, we're not in control of them. We're not in control of timelines. Again, it's what, it's everything is within. You move yourself to whatever frequency of awareness you want to be in, that is your timeline. If you want the most compassionate, loving, most appropriate relationship, or you know, most fitting relationship with somebody who's asleep, essentially you have to let the asleep one go for an awake one to show up if they're staying at all. If you are in a relationship and you're scared they're going to leave you and you focus on that, they'll leave you or you'll leave them to avoid them leaving you. But if you're in a relationship with somebody that gives you pause for concern about them leaving you and you just focus on the good things in the relationship, it'll fix itself or the solution will be such that you're not going to have to go through the, that heavy loss. 
it'll just figure itself out. If you're worried about things, you're worried about uh, anything, and you put your focus of conscious on it, you're going to develop it, you're feeding into it, you're torquing the ether, you're making it happen, you're locking yourself into those frequencies. So you have to have faith, really. But this is more of the physics of consciousness to understand what that means. It's not blind faith, it's knowingness. You know, you're awake, you know how reality works. I know uh, each of us can be facing some, some crazy shit and we wonder why we are when we're going through this awakening. Why would we put under this extra stress? And that's the reason why. You're facing the fears you need to, the fears, the challenges, the anxieties, the stresses that you needed to balance out in order to merge aspects of yourself that are still essentially like lost in time. You're bringing pieces of your higher self back into your higher self because you need to in order to make the shift. So in order to do that, whatever circumstance you're in, you have to trust it enough to let it go as well. Don't resist it. Go along with it. Forget the ego. Don't respond with ego. Allow it. Allow it to be whatever it needs to be and that gives you the ability to hold balance. And it's that balance that merges these aspects of self because you're merging the lower aspects of self. You're bringing the frequencies together, more in harmony, more coherent. And uh, these issues will resolve themselves. We can't solve them. They're not meant to be solved. They're meant to be let go. They're meant to be not resisted. That's it. I want to leave it at there. I don't know how long this is.